Thanks for tuning into the Song Lines and Tan Lines podcast with Anthony Renfro. Those returning, thank you. Those new to this podcast, welcome. Now let's pull up the anchor and set sail. Well, this week I'm going to showcase how Rush and Jimmy have crossed paths with their music. All right, all right, okay, okay. Stop laughing, stop laughing, stop, stop, stop. Okay, I promise you this is going to work. I've got about four of these episodes lined up, and it's going to work. Let's get into this, okay? Everybody quiet. Quiet down, quiet down, quiet down. Now, you may be saying, that's impossible. That's impossible! Okay, i got to quote Luke Skywalker when I see that. Who doesn't, right? Anyways, you might be saying, that's not possible. These two artists with two different sounds, with two different sets of fans, have ever had anything remotely related to one another. But I promise you, these two artists do, and I hope to prove that with this episode and future episodes. Now, with all that said, let's dive into the first shared subject, which is the space race. Good old space. Buffett has multiple space-themed songs and multiple songs where he casually mentions space-related subjects. Come to the Moon, Desdemona's Building a Rocket Ship, to name a few. Uh, Beach House on the Moon, too, I'm pretty sure. And I know there are more songs and more times Jimmy talks about space. Those are just a couple of brief examples. And I'm not well versed in Rush's music. Far, far from it. But I know the song Cygnus X1 Book 1 The Voyage from probably my favorite Rush album, A Farewell to Kings is one of the journeys they took into space earlier on in their career. There are probably more examples that I don't know of, but that's the one that jumps out at me. Other than the song I'm featuring on this episode called Countdown, and this song from their album Signals, solid album if you never listened to it, and I encourage you to do so, could also be a direct cousin to Buffett's song I want to feature called The Rocket That Grandpa Rode. From his album, his excellent album, his underrated album, an album I encourage you to listen to and give a lot of love to, Songs from Saints Somewhere. Rush's song, Countdown, has been played live 112 times, which is a pretty good run. First time played live in 1982, and last time played live in 1983. So, a good run in a short amount of time. Alright, here's the song. tune digging it and here's a bit about this song from songfacts.com it states this was inspired by the april 12 1981 launch of the columbia space shuttle the first reusable manned spacecraft the band were guests of nasa for the launch at kennedy space center in florida they saw it from an area called red 
Sector A, which inspired another song. Sidebar, that's a great song. Okay, back to it. Rush drummer Neil Peart wrote the lyric, which describes the feeling of anticipation and wonder as they took in the historic event. It was an incredible thing to witness, said Peart, a truly a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And also from songfacts.com, it states, Audio from NASA's actual countdown to launch was interspersed through this song, and I managed to capture a little bit of that in the song clip from before, which is pretty cool to hear. And that's all cool to learn, because I love learning facts like that. And Buffett's song, The Rocket That Grandpa Rode, has never been played live. One more time, never been played live. So I'm glad I'm featuring it. It's a true deep cut and a song that I have always enjoyed. But taken to wing is a haunting, taunting thing. Just like that rocket grandpa road. Yeah, what's the rocket grandpa road? Sounds like bragging, but it's true. I'm not trying to big time you. Shot up into space and he said, look out down below. Gotta love that rocket grandpa road. And the kids turned to flying. Love the pep in that one. Makes you feel like you are flying into space or blasting off in a rocket ship. Now, here's a bit about this song from BuffettWorld.com. On that site, I found something that is called Jimmy's Note. It reads, I was invited by some friends of mine who were astronauts to go to the last launch of the shuttle. It was all spacemen and women, people who had been to space. It was an honor to be asked to go there. I knew people had taken my CDs up to the space station before, and I think they're the bravest people to ride rocket ships out there. They do it 24 hours a day, and they're only recognized if some horrible disaster happens. But their dedication on a daily basis pretty much goes unnoticed. We were all bussed over from this not elaborate hotel to the Cape. I was riding with my friend Alan Poindexter, who was a shuttle captain, who was telling me what it was like flying over America when you're descending into Florida in the shuttle. Fascinating stories to be as a flyer. Behind us, there was this quiet couple and a couple of kids sitting there with their iPads, like kids on the bus ride, with a bunch of boring adults saying, when are we going to get there, Dad? Then the dad says, when we get there, we're going to go to the museum. We're going to go look at the shuttle. Then we're going to go see the rocket that Grandpa rode. And I went, that is some kind of statement. The rocket that Grandpa rode. I was thinking, who could this be? I snuck a look back, and on the name tag was Armstrong. It wasn't Neil. It was his son and grandson. We went through the tour and saw the Atlas rocket on display and the Apollo rockets. And when we got off the bus, I introduced myself and said, you know, there aren't many people who could say that line you said to your son. You may see that line again. Is that okay? And he said, sure. So I can't wait for the Armstrong family to hear that song. Unfortunately, 
Shortly after that, my friend Alan Poindexter was killed in a jet skiing accident. So this song is dedicated to him and his family and everybody who has gone up to space. By the way, I'm going to space before I'm done here. And it says from the Radio Margaritaville album preview special. So thank you, Buffett World and Radio Margaritaville album preview special. I like to have heard that special. Hate I missed that. I just realized this. I didn't put the two and two together until just now when I'm recording this. Rush's song deals with the first shuttle launch. And it sounds like Buffett deals with the last. So that's kind of a nice way that their music sort of bookend both. That's kind of the way I'm reading into it. So that's cool. You get Rush opening. You get Buffett closing. So can't go wrong there, right? All right. Since we are talking about space, I thought I might give you an ever so brief history of NASA. Oh, okay. It's not going to be boring. Don't throw stuff, okay? I know it sounds like class, but it's not class. Trust me, okay? Just just calm down. Calm down. Let's listen. Everybody gather around. Let's listen. It goes like this. The National Aeronautics and Space Administration is America's civil space program and the global leader in space exploration. The agency has a diverse workforce of just under 18,000 civil servants and works with many more U.S. contractors academia, and international and commercial partners to explore, discover, and expand knowledge for the benefit of humanity. At its 20 centers and facilities across the country and the only national laboratory in space, NASA studies Earth, including its climate, our sun, and our solar system, and beyond. We conduct research, testing, and development to advance aeronautics, including electric propulsion and supersonic flight. We develop and fund space technologies that will enable future exploration and benefit life on Earth. Lots of words, lots of big stuff there. Now, who wants to learn about the moon? Hey, I see some hands up. Yeah, let's get it. This will be fun, right? Okay. This comes from rmg.co.uk, the Royal Museum's Greenwich. Number one, The moon is Earth's only permanent natural satellite. That's cool to learn. Two, the moon is the second densest satellite. Number three, the moon always shows Earth the same face. In the blurb underneath this heading, it says, The moon is in synchronous rotation with Earth. Its near side is marked by large dark planes, volcanic maria, that fill the spaces between the bright ancient crustal highlands and the prominent impact craters. Number four, the moon's surface is actually dark, which is kind of crazy to think about when you see a full moon, right? And it states, although compared to the night sky, it appears very bright with a reflectance just slightly higher than that of worn asphalt. Its gravitational influence produces the ocean tides, body tides, and the slight lengthening of the day. Five, The sun and the moon are not the same size. Cool to learn. From Earth, both the sun and the moon look about the same size. But in fact, the moon is about 400 times smaller than the sun, but also 400 times closer to Earth. They do look like they are about the same size though when you look at them in the sky. Six, the moon is drifting away from the Earth. Uh Uh-oh. 
Don't know what that means. Uh, the moon was made when the rock smashed into Earth. Pretty violent there. Number eight, the moon makes the Earth move as well as the tides. Number nine, the moon has quakes too. They're not called earthquakes, but moon quakes. They're caused by the gravitational influence of the Earth. That's cool to learn. The moon has earthquakes. Maybe there should be a movie someday. The moon quakes. Colonies on moon. Earthquake happens. Disaster. Bum, bum, bum. Anyways, totally off subject. And number 10, there's water on the moon. All right, let me hop off the internet and get back to the script. And now I'm back to the script and it states, there you go. I hope you liked this episode and maybe you learned something. It goes to show that if you dig deep enough and far enough and wide enough, that there can be commonality. I cannot say that word, but I think I'll leave it in. There can be commonality found even when it seems like things are diverse and different. Let me drop anchor here and close out the episode. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you do enjoy what I do here, don't forget to rate and review this podcast once you finish the episode. And if you need to drop me a line on the Coconut Telegraph, you can find out how to do that in the show notes. Take care. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Thank you.